If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill, and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. How are you doing today, Jill? I'm doing well. Good, good. I am wondering if you have ever taken a learning style inventory or assessment. I have. I remember doing them as students and then throughout, uh, I mean, you all know in the teacher's lounge as you go into courses for education and then leadership courses, whatever you, you do them on a different level for from like a business point of view, but Mm -hmm. like, what kind of leader are you? That kind of thing. But I, and I hold true that I know I'm, I know I'm very visual. So since hmm, being okay. a child, so I don't know if I, if that's a learned behavior because the first time I took one, it told me I was a visual learner or if it truly is true, but I sketch out like the relationship of words onto a piece of paper, even though I usually throw away the piece of paper, but I see things. So I, it's hard for me to listen to a lecture. If there's not slides, it's hard for e- me even to listen to a podcast without having a little bit of visual. So either I'm jotting notes or I'm doing something else. I can't just like close my eyes and listen to a podcast. It's, it is, it is hard for me. Do you prefer geometry or algebra? Oh, geometry. And I'm a math okay. teacher by <laughs> trade. So geometry right. for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. So, and the reason why I asked this is because today's idea is based on Howard Gardner's theory of multiple intelligences, which mm-hmm. I first learned about, you know, back in the nineties, I was at a, you know, a professional development conference somewhere and went to a session on multiple intelligences. And I received one of those learning style inventories. And I thought, what a great thing to give to my students. And I was probably a really like a second, maybe a second or third year teacher at the time. And I brought it back to my junior high students and we did a learning styles inventory and it told me so much. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about how I designed my lessons based on that. Right. Can I stop you though? I remember an undergrad being told all about this and then to be, to write lesson plans, to play to students strengths. And I remember at that moment, I'm always a second guesser, but I remember constantly thinking, or are we supposed to strengthen the weaknesses? Like I, you know, like, am I supposed to just lean into the strength and redesign who's doing what in the room? Because 
you know, the great tip is, okay, so don't just lecture to kids, make sure that you're writing those keywords into the board, like take good notes with them. So that you're guiding the multiple intelligences part, but I don't know that playing to, I, I don't know, I've wrestled with, do you play to the strengths or do you strengthen the weaknesses is what I keep thinking about on this topic. Yeah. And I think we have to do both. And so the idea actually for this podcast came from a teacher at St. Augustine Catholic high school in Tucson, Arizona. His name is Carl Siegloff and Carl is both a high school science and English teacher. And prior to teaching science and English at the high school level, he was also a junior high teacher. So mm. he and I kind of connect in this conversation about, you know, really best practices and working with junior high students. And then mm -hmm. what really does follow and apply really well mm -hmm. at the high school level, which is most stuff, right? So he told me that he plans his classes around Gardner's theory still. And here's an example from his freshman earth science class. So he gives kids a graphic organizer. So, and, and he paces class, he kind of chunks class and all the students have usually a, a graphic organizer that he uses. Mr. Siegloff provides notes from a smart board. So students are taking notes. He asks questions about prior lessons. So he asks them to think about what did we talk about previously? How does that lean into this? All students received a different mineral in this one particular class. So he was teaching about minerals and he had this great, you know, case full of stuff and he hands a different mineral to every single student. And then hmm. they have to analyze their element. So then they have to look up some information. They have to look up the hardness, the color, the cleavage, the form, look up where it might be found. So now they're on a device doing a little bit of research wow. and they're making some notes. Then they work with a shoulder partner to discuss what they identified about their mineral. Then they draw the mineral. What mm. does it look like? And then he's got, he has like colored pencils and crayons and, you know, different things actually scattered around the room so they can get up and move and go get the supplies that they need, come back to their seat. And this whole lesson, like this is within like a 35 minute lesson. It's that's amazing. amazing. It's very well, well designed. And that's, well, that's, that's the difference between a well-designed lesson where you, it, which takes time to plan. Like he yes. had planning of lessons a great teacher. so critical, right? A great teacher yep. is going to give the variety. So it's not about, okay, well, you're the visual learners. So you go draw something and you need to touch things. Right. So here, hold one. Uh, it's yes. everyone does all of it. So you're Everybody does all of it. The whole, but imagine for every classroom like his, there's also one, and I don't want to offend people in the teacher's lounge today, but there there's going to be someone else who you just read that section from the book. And then you answer the questions or you listen to the lecture and you keep moving. And then there's a quiz on it. That's not the same as holding it, drawing it, talking about it with your shoulder partner. All of those things are the master lesson. And it's about not leaving out a type of learning. I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot, Colleen, but can you list out the different options? If you were to take yeah. a quiz on multiple intelligences, like what's the, yeah. Range? And so, and just from the lesson that I just described, mm -hmm. we hit six of them already. Wow. So I'll tell you in that lesson, we hit visual spatial, tactile, kinesthetic, uh, verbal linguistic, interpersonal and naturalistic learning styles. And then there was some solo work and some with a partner. So you've got your, you know, your individual intrapersonal and your interpersonal. So you, what did we miss? Musical, rhythmic. Um, we did not sing a song about minerals. <laughs> no, no. Some high school teachers might struggle with, with that one, but I, I get it. <laughs> so that's, I think that's okay. 
um, musical, rhythmic, visual, spatial, verbal, linguistic, logical, mathematical. It was the logical mathematical. That's the one that I missed. And I wonder if there was something somewhere in there about weight, you know, the weight of a mineral or something like that, perhaps mm-hmm. not in this specific lesson, but it fits you, right. You Even geometric, geometric patterns of uh-huh. and whatever mm-hmm. I could see a connection there. It might be a bit of a reach, but my goodness, he's hitting six. So it doesn't mean that the next day he's not doing something that's hitting some of these other ones. I would imagine I would somewhere in that week, they might sing a song about minerals. So just might not have been <laughs> that day. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Well, and it's, it, it is interesting to me that he's both the way his brain operates, obviously, because he's a science person mm-hmm. and an ELA person. Right. It's like you, Jill, you've, you've got those, the two sides of the brain are so strongly developed that, you know, you're, you're probably going to just naturally find a way to, to make things connect because that's kind of how your brain works. Well, I, and some of us, so let's, okay. Time out. If we're yeah. sitting in a teacher's lounge and there's eight or 10 of us sitting there, yep. I, some of us are super good at thinking in that way. And some uh, just teachers don't plan that way. And I don't think it's, you're, you're exactly right. If you lean heavily to one of these, you probably plan your lessons that way because you assume, um, it's like, it's like how, Sometimes math teachers are math teachers because they're good at math. And in yeah. that case, it's really yep. hard to work with a struggling math student once you yep. get to the high school level. Cause you're like, Oh, why, why isn't this coming to you? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that person, I don't want to call it personal bias, but just like our tendency to plan the way that we learn, this mm. really pushes us out of our own comfort that's our job as teachers, right? To, to figure out everybody. Oh, it's so fun. So what a puzzle to, to get to know kids. But we, okay. But two things here, we, we tend to teach the way we were taught, unfortunately, and we've got to, yeah. we really have to break out of that binding, right. but we also do sometimes lean into our own learning style, which for mm-hmm. me, I'm a, ver- I'm a very strong verbal ling- linguistic learner. So I can read everything and be just fine with it. But I actually, I prefer to listen to things. Okay. And I can just, I can see things in my head. I don't need, you know, I don't need notes on a board or, you know, anything like that. Um, but I also believe in movement, like the more movement, the better and music belongs everywhere. So, um, that's the bell. Thanks for the energy boost. As we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts, keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode. As we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers, let's get back to class. We'll see you next time.